1: Welcome back to See Also, I'm Brody Lancaster.
2: I'm Kate Jinks, uh, BL. It has been quite a week and usually we're like the fun part maybe, hopefully, of people's Saturdays. So I don't want to dwell too much on the utter chaos of the world. Um, but I think it would be pretty remiss not to say that I am feeling like extreme deflation and shame and anger from the referendum here in Australia on the weekend, the outcomes of that. And yeah, just kind of working through that.
1: What about you? Yeah, I mean, I a little peek behind the curtain for our listeners, I do the posts on our socials and just like, hey, we had fun at our live show on the weekend. Meanwhile, like, every post on my feed is, like, grim, sad, and, you know, understandably so, and I was feeling the same, um, grim, sad. I just – I, it's, it's really – I don't want to be that person being, like, it's making me take a digital detox because I don't want to be, like, bombarded with how grim the world mm-hmm. and the country is right now um, mm-hmm. because – you know, I would like to stay engaged and and not try to like stick my head in the sand, but it is tempting.
2: Yeah, it brings me back to that uh Kristen Wig was it video for SNL where it was this like local woman makes cake or whatever. Yeah. There was like an onion article after 9 also. Very separate events, obviously. Mm. But it was uh Like local area woman doesn't know what to do, bakes cake. Got an also also right at the top though, and there'll of course be more at the end of the app, but if you're feeling very much like you don't know what to do, you don't know how to help, um, there is an account on Instagram that a lot of people have been sharing. So chances are you're probably already following them. But it's um, at Dreamtime Aroha. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, It's a black-owned business. Uh, They're artists. They're looking after their communities. And um, they post a lot of links on ways to donate and pay the rent and pay it forward. Um, And they're doing a Christmas food vouchers for mob and allies in need at the moment on GoFundMe. And uh, I have been finding their account like a a great way to channel my energies, I suppose, in things for good.
3: Mm.
1: That's great. Thank you for sharing. I was going to recommend something too off the top. The 7am podcast did this series, the fight for a voice. And, um, their kind of regular fill-in host of the last few months, Andrew McCormack, who is great, kind of gave the platform over to um, this series, "Fight for a Voice," hosted by Melbourne-based writer and broadcaster Daniel James, who's a Yorta Yorta man and hosts "The Mission," the show on Triple R. Um, and it was great listening in the lead up to the referendum. You know, it was um, he talked about like the road to get there it talked about like atsic and like different government bodies in the past that kind of i guess made like attempts at being like a template for a voice um and you know he spoke to like lydia thorpe and the case for the progressive no and then also like the case for yes, the case for like the other kind of no vote. So it was like a really kind of even handed look at all the different kind of options available to people going into the referendum. Um, And I'm just like, I didn't listen to all of them in the lead up. I kind of selected just a few, but I'm now kind of going back and filling in the gaps and making sure I get the full picture now, even though it's like knowing the outcome, it's tough.
2: Yeah, it was such a great series. I think that's such a good thing for people to be listening to even after, definitely. Well, I guess this isn't a political podcast. Of course, it is political because we are two people who talk to each other every week uh, with (laughs) microphones, but uh, I think most people do tune in for a little escapism on a Saturday morning, so B.L., I don't know. Hit me with something good. I, I mean, is
1: going back to Stars Hollow escapist enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I just, I'm going back to my white women <laughs> and uh, I'm spending a lot of time with them at the moment. Um, I have a very specific recipe for Gilmore Girls revisits now at this kind of stage in my life. 15 years of re-watching in where I kind of, I will start by like diagnosing myself with like, or like prescribing myself a very specific episode. They're often in the Jess years. It's often either post Rory dropping out of Yale, the shooby doo Andrews sisters, like DAR function, or um, the shooby dance marathon. <laughs> but um, I started my rewatch, uh, uh, at the Bracebridge dinner recently, and watched all the way through to Rory starting Yale. Um, and then you told me that you hate her Yale years. And I always kind of liked them, but then I realized like her first year at Yale is her, um, like, just like Alexis, well, not Alexis Fidel, the character of Rory's like absolute incompetence with any kind of social interaction was a really brought to the fore and so watching her like not know how to ask someone on a date not know how to be a friend not know how to like wear a shirt that didn't just seem like heinous in every shot and then obviously like the fun stuff of Lorelai and Luke getting together then becomes Rory um having that (laughs) horrendous virginity losing (laughs) scene with Dean who is like a monstrous (laughs) man (laughs) He, I realized my on this rewatch. I was like, "Dean is Chris Humphreys, like how Chris Humphreys married Kim and like wanted her pregnant in rural America, like within a month." Um, that's Dean. That is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Dean.
2: Yeah, I cannot stand Dean. He's the so worst. <laughs> it is. I find them so difficult to watch, but I do have watched it. A- like I've rewatched them of course many times but I just fast forward the Rory scenes I go straight to Lorelei.
1: Really Yeah even like Rory at Chilton Rory with Paris No
2: I mean as soon as she's in college that's when I oh. like I don't want I don't want to see it Even though I love like a college set show or a film yeah. of course I love you know Take Ivy but I <laughs> I just kind of can't deal with it. Yeah. I can't deal with Dean, I guess. No. And also how incompetent she is. You're like, oh, God, she needs her mummy. She <laughs> yeah.
1: needs her mummy. And, like, I would, too, if I were raised the way that she was. But, um, <sighs> yeah, like, obviously it goes really off the rails in, like, season seven when, like, Kristen Ritter is one of her, like, cool college friends but who's, like, <laughs> weird boyfriend lies about having had a crush on Rory. Mm-hmm. They watch Duck Soup. Um but like i can't stand logan i find all the logan stuff really like repellent um but the 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 logan like proxy in the early seasons is tristan and like chad michael murray was the first oh. he was the first love interest to be oh. snatched away by another teen drama and was followed by Adam Brody being snatched away for the OC and then Milo Ventimiglia going, I assume he went to Heroes, but I'm not actually sure. All I know is that when he came back and worked at the Zine printing press in Philly, he like had the Heroes hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's any um, indication of how I was feeling on Sunday, I woke up and like I must have pressed play on season one, episode one of Gilmore Girls at, like, 7 a.m., and by 10 p.m. when I went to bed, I had finished the whole first season. Like, one day, one season. I've never done it before. I didn't leave my house all day.
2: That is quite epic, Bill.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I usually begin my rewatches in the Jess years, so I actually realised it's been a long time since I watched season one. So – yeah. I was just doing my due, due diligence.
2: <laughs> of course, you were. I, I'm. I'm. Thank you. I, I'm thankful for it. I tend to start like if I'm just like dipping a toe in back into Stars Hollow, I just go for the seasonal apps. So I'm like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween. Like that's you know.
1: Yeah, the girls on TikTok... Get her done. Get her done. In and out. The girls on TikTok are really... Every episode's a seasonal episode, though, because it's like (laughs) there's (laughs) the war reenactors or it's like a a snowman competition. Um, But the girlies on TikTok are doing a whole lot of like, it's fall, it's pumpkin spice latte season, time to listen to Red by Taylor Swift and watch Gilmore Girls. So it is a very even though we're going to the warmer weather, it's a very kind of like October show, I think
2: it is it is I've got an also also that is actually related to the Gilmore girls, really? so I'll wait till the end of the show for that. Ooh. but I don't know if I have ever told you I probably have, but when um Zoe, my partner and I first got our poodle top chef, he uh, when we were like teaching him to like stay at home alone uh real trial and error process that was uh he we used to put on the Gilmore Girls uh in the background on the television when we'd go out so that it was just women talking (laughs) so that he wouldn't be able to he'd just be like oh
1: it's just like when they're here just women talking (laughs) just women talking about like Bjork and the breeders (laughs) pretty I mean same dip, same old same old it's my (laughs) mummies um Anyway, that's, that's my, um, that's what I've been up to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what I have been dipping in is like kind of similar on the like comfort factor. I have been rewatching absolutely fabulous from the beginning and my God, I just had forgotten. I hadn't forgotten how funny it is, but I, it's been a while since I have watched it in full and it is just like, you think 30 rocks, like. How many jokes can they pack in? But Ab Fab, they've got more. They're better. Like I, it's just one after another. Jennifer Saunders is just the funniest person on earth. And like Joanna Lumley is like, it's, it's, I know I'm like, this is such obvious stuff. Like, have you heard of Mad Men? But (laughs) I think like absolutely fabulous is totally due for a rewatch for, from everybody. It is incredible
1: stuff. How many seasons of AbFab are there?
2: Do you know what? I don't know, but there weren't enough.
1: Are they like six episode seasons, like very British?
2: I think they're, yeah, six to ten maybe. Because I um, don't,
1: I, this is shameful, but I don't know if I've ever watched a whole episode of AbFab. Gulp. Um, <laughs> I literally gulped. Uh, well, you should. Like that's. You should be. I'm really, I, like I'm realising now that. I, I'm aware of like the gals and what they look like and the ciggy smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I, I do the Abfab pose you, every time I have You've seen the a- costume. Yeah. And I like know enough from it having like been on the TV when I was a kid, but I don't, I have never watched Abfab on purpose. Maybe that's a way to put it.
2: Oh, can you please, after Gilmore Girls? Yes. Because it's just, like, utterly fucking delightful. It is so funny and it has aged pretty well. A lot of the comedies from that era kind of haven't, but um, it has aged fairly well, what I'm up to so far anyway, because Jennifer Saunders just has created this, like, perfect character and, like, this absolutely monstrous woman in the fashion industry who's really rich and she has like a brainiac daughter. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little Gilmore, I guess. Um, but Eddie Edwina Monsoon, perfect name, wears much better clothes than Lorelai does. I have to say, uh, less cropped denim shorts, um, and less slogan-y shirts. Although she does wear a Mm. lot of like choose life kind of stuff, but I I remember, like, when I first watched it, like, when it was first on TV, I thought her clothes were, like, hilarious and crazy, and now that I'm re-watching it, I'm, like, I actively am looking for all of those items on, like, every, like, vintage seller that I know of. Mm. Like, the other day I couldn't sleep and I was looking up, like, vintage Moschino Trompe-Louis breast top, <laughs> like...
1: You need to find one of those Instagram accounts where like some gay has like painstakingly chronicled every single look from every single episode.
2: I really do. I need an every outfit on Absolutely Fabulous, 100%. (laughs) Watch out Chelsea and Lauren, I'm coming for you. Uh, It's yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm really, really just like tickled pink the entire it's like 26 minutes of delight for me.
1: Wow, I would have got through so many more episodes yesterday if I'd done that instead of I really do need to leave Stars Hollow. Like it's realizing that I was waiting for the moment where Rory and Dean got back together at the end of season one yesterday so I could go to bed. I was like, this is, this is a, a, a cry for help. This is a low point.
2: Is that like when you're in a relationship and it's like don't go to bed angry that, that you're doing it between
1: between Rory and Dean? Yeah, I couldn't have um I couldn't have Jared Padalecki <laughs> and his flippy hair and his like regressive social politics <laughs> still in limbo. Hey, he built her a car. One thing I hate, and that fugly bracelet. One thing I hate about Dean is that later on, like when Luke and Lorelai are together, he has this like horrible interaction with Dean where he's essentially like, you'll never be enough for them. This town will never be enough. Like she wants more than you can ever provide. They're both the same, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Dean, you moved here? 6 years ago from Chicago. Like you're not a fucking townie for life, dude. Like your parents moved here, you got married like as soon as you finished high school. That's you. That's not like the men mm-hmm. in this town. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't wait till Dean was out of the picture. I mean, oh. Jess is the only one, obviously.
1: Jess is the only
2: one. <laughs> like he is the only one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's the only one who Rory had any kind of chemistry with as well. Cause she was so, mm. like, I don't know. There's like <laughs> this one bit that where when she's in college and like Logan's working in London and she's like sexting him. And I was like, God, imagine Rory Gilmore's sexts. And she's like on the phone to him and she's like, Logan, I am not working blue. Like she's, she's such a little fucking like. Crude, like a vagina sewn up or something.
2: Yeah, she's literally Barbie.
1: But every man uh, who sees her is like, oh go,
2: go, 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 go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get an awooga from Rory, but uh, um,
1: no. every man who I- meets her wants to like punch people <laughs> to like win her.
2: Totally. I remember rewatching it a little while ago and or a couple of episodes, but it was an episode where Lorelai revealed her age and I had just never actually thought about it. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm like 6 years older." than <laughs> Lorelai is like yeah. the beginning of the show. Like I always I don't know about like if you do this, but like when you're rewatching shows, you I always think like even if I'm watching a show and I think I like originally and I've gone like, "Oh, they're in there, like mid 30s that's fine mm. but I still think that they keep aging with me like it's so stupid like it's I don't know what this weird psychic they're our friends is. yeah they're our friends so they're older so when you rewatch it and you're like what Lorelei, you're 32 no I you have to be a bit older than me still yeah but she's not you're
1: the mum. yeah she's the mum. yeah mom. I would like wait as like a f- I don't know f- 14, 15 year old to like watch episodes of Gilmore Girls. on like, we had really bad Channel 9 reception in my hometown. And like, I was like watching it through the static. And then now I'm like, Rory was like a senior in high school when Laura was my age. It was the same when I did my Sex and the City rewatch recently. I was like, oh, I'm Carrie's age in like season two.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had the same thing when I was watching Ab Fab. In that, in the maybe the fourth episode, Edwina turns forty, which, which shocked me. And you go, she got some Christian Lacroix earrings, and they were fabulous. So great, but don't watch the film. The film that came out maybe five years ago, it was dreadful, and it the politics, the jokes were not not good. Gotcha.
1: Okay, it needs to stay in the past.
2: Stay in the 90s, 100%.
1: Everything good does. Everything good does.
2: Oh, hey, BL. um, Aside from escapism, how great was the live show last
1: week? That's true escapism. It was really fun. I kind of gave myself a day off the next day because I was, like, a little hungover from our, like, onstage and post-show drinks.
2: Oh, Shout out to Caretaker's Cottage who sent out platters of food for us and our guests afterwards. It was delightful. I
1: really enjoyed explaining to you and Zoe what salami kind of was. You were pointing at it being like, and what's this? This is pork?
2: (laughs) It was like, it looks like terrazzo. It's literally something I said.
1: A delicious, like, I think it was kangaroo salami actually. Yeah, it was delicious. They really looked after us after the show. Um, and yeah, we were buzzing.
2: We were buzzing. Yeah. Anyway, it was so fun. Thank you for everyone who came along. It was just such a delight to meet people that listen and it was just nice. It was so nice. It was really
1: A A rare Tuesday night in the city. <laughs> what a treat.
2: What a treat. Um, you did mention during the live show that you made a journey across Melbourne for (laughs) something special BL and I need to hear all about it because I have been waiting this whole time. All right great
1: yes I went to High Point for the first time Um, and I mean I'm only saying it with any kind of emphasis because like I don't own a car and so I feel like that's important context to people who are like, how's this bitch never been to High Point before? It's like a suburban shopping centre. Um, and a- You
2: also live in the east.
1: Yeah. Maribyrnong-, <laughs> Maribyrnong is just like not somewhere that I like can pop into. I rented a go-get for the day. I like did my Bunnings shop. I like did a bunch of stuff while I had a car to, to specifically go to High Point to have a – Complimentary influencer, hashtag influencer facial at Mecha Aesthetica at high point. Oh my god. I am
2: I need to book in for mine. I cannot wait to experience it, but please tell me what will happen
1: when I get there. Oh yes, Jinxie and I both got um invited to get a complimentary facial and make Aesthetica not sponsored or anything, but it was really good. <laughs> like I objectively, it was lovely. I got like my neck massage. It's one of those, like I don't get these kinds of facials really like relaxation facials. I usually go in for like a laser treatment or like my Botox and like a peel or something like that. Um, but this was like, take your top off like get under a I think it was a weighted blanket on like a comfy chair in a dark room and like topless I had my bra on okay yeah um but I was getting like massaged and like you know products were being run down my neck and onto my like decolleter I've never said that word out loud um I got the essentials facial, which is hydrating and nourishing and also like they send you home with products afterwards that are kind of like customized to you. Um, It was very funny, though, because I suppose everyone who's going in for like complimentary treatments for the most part are people with like, I don't know, more like influencer tendencies than I have, like visual people, whereas I'm like words and audio girl. Um, and so like the, the person doing my service who was incredible, um, offered to take photos and videos of some of the treatments so I could have it for content.
2: Okay. I'm so glad you <laughs> said that because you shared some photos and I was
1: like, is BL asking someone to take, is that what I would do? I felt like I had to. I felt like it was like obligated of me um, because I was getting a free thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and also because my eyes had like things over them so I couldn't hmm. do it myself. I couldn't like unlock my phone, you know? Um, And so I didn't see until after it was over What I looked like in the photos and the videos, and I look like I'm in a morgue. I look like I do. I look like I'm not making. I'm not being self-deprecating. I like objectively look like I'm being embalmed, and also that I'm sideshow Bob because my hair is very thin, and it has some bleach in it, and the way that it was like the sad fan of my hair. Against a pillow (laughs) with like a disposable headband. Like I, and there was something about the angle. I think it was 0.5 zoom as well. So there was just, I hate 0.5 zoom. cause my hands are just by my sides <laughs> and there's a blanket over me. <laughs> like I'm, I've got a tag on my toe. I'm Jane Doe being like rolled into a fucking freezer. It was real. Some of them, some of the angles on my face, I look like glowing and alive because there's like orange light being like beamed onto my face. That was really nice. But a lot of it is, like, it's in a dark room and I'm lying, What like, it looks nude under a blanket with, like, coins over my (laughs) eyes like a fucking Tutankhamen. You looked
2: glam and great. I'm laughing at your descriptions, not at the photos. I mean, like, I feel like when I get it done, like, the best I can hope for is either, like, Donald Pleasance in Wake and Fry with the two up coins <laughs> on his eyes or Benny Safdie in Oppenheimer.
1: <laughs> okay, Benny Safdie in Oppenheimer would have been like an upgrade, <laughs> truly. Um, wait, I'm scrolling to show you a photo just so that I know you've seen a lot of these, but like <laughs> <laughs> it's taken from like below my chin i mean it's not the angle you want i'm lying so still (laughs) look
2: at my hair you are so still i'm so still
1: and i look nude okay so if you're going jinxie and you i mean look i didn't have she didn't like take my phone you know like uh, there, there was an option to not have any photos or videos taken i suppose like that, I'll get the
2: photos That one, I, That one's
1: quite chic where I'm getting like yeah, I orange that one. Glowing. and purple light on my face. Mm-hmm. And then like my selfies afterwards was just like my glow and clearly my <laughs> angles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're going and you're capturing <sighs> content, just like, I don't know, how do the girlies do it? Do they like look at the photos and like give direction? Do they just look good when they're laying down... Do they do their hair in a way that's going to look good laying down on camera? I don't know. Oh, they
2: definitely, they'd probably have someone with them, right?
1: Yeah, probably actually. Like being an influencer is harder than it looks because uh, every time I've shown. You're telling, sigh. (laughs) (laughs) Sigh in the city. That's me going to high point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was my facial, perfect, gorgeous, wonderful um, massive Mecca next door to Mecca Aesthetica. Um, I did do 5,000 steps walking there and back because I didn't know where to park and I parked near a food court. <laughs> so you'll get your steps in if you go shopping.
2: Great. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I had a little treatment. Uh, I think like pretty much the same day you did. Mm-hmm. It was uh, not sent to me as a glamorous influencer but it was a birthday treat from our friend Emily so thank you uh it was a Abiyanga massage at one big love at Abbotsford convent and I think it was the best massage of
1: my life oh wow I don't know one big love
2: it is an Ayurvedic uh, clinic within like the wellness center, okay. like the wellness tower <laughs> at Abbotsford Convent. It's like between the bakery and cams essentially. Sure. So you can get some bread and then go and have a spritz afterwards. It's perfect. Gorge. Um, but yet, my God, it was so incredible. Mm. Sri was the name of the masseuse. He was amazing. Uh, it was A 90 minute massage and I, on the way there, I was like really stuck in traffic and I was just like, fuck this (laughs) massage. Like I was being such an idiot, like in my, I was just like, I don't really have time for this. I've got so much work to do and blah, 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 you know. (laughs) Yeah. So silly. And then like 90 minutes, I'm going to get so bored. And then, oh my God, like I zoned out, Mm. you know, in like. But I'm a cheerleader when Natasha Leon is like in the car with her boyfriend at the beginning, the jock, and she's like, what's happening? And he's like, I don't know, zoning, I guess. That was me for 90 minutes. I was zoning, I guess. It was so incredible. Um, but it was also, I've got to say, quite painful. And I don't know if you are like this when you get a massage. It's oh, not something I do I'm that so regularly. Weak.
1: I'm so weak. I'm such a baby.
2: See, I'm like, I've got to get my money's worth, even though I didn't pay for this. Pummeled. I've got to get Emily's money's worth. And um, (laughs) she'll be so mad if
1: you don't use your present right.
2: (laughs) She'll be mad. And yeah, I need to get pummeled. Like I really, I'm and they they're like, is this too is it, you know, pressure? Okay. And I'm always like, "Eh," like making this like strangled noise. Um, but yeah, I just can't, I can't ever tell a masseuse it's too much because I'm like well I'm not going to get this done again for ages (laughs) so like go to town Um, but I don't think that that's probably what a masseuse wants you to do um, (laughs) because I was sore like near bruised for many days after Mm. but it was so great Um, I felt like a real oily little piggy afterwards like
1: go down to the children's farm and hop in the trough Oh
2: yeah. It was like trough man behavior. It was, um, <laughs> um, but it was like, I could feel all of my individual toes, which I don't think I've ever felt before.
1: Being conscious of. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I had to, I had two showers after oh. not to wash off the shame, but, um, just to try to, try to feel a semblance of myself after the oil. A bit less slippery. <laughs> A bit less slippery, totally. Uh, anyway, but I think that he is like kind of a Melbourne masseuse icon. Okay. Because I've mentioned it to a few people. Actually, I went to um, Julie afterwards to, to to like try to get a special thing for my friend's birthday going and I was absolutely dripping in oil and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't normally look like that. But can we do this? And the girl working there was like, oh, did you just go to Shri?" Like she knew.
1: She knew. Yeah, okay.
2: And then when I turned up the next day, she said, oh, you look really different. Your hair looks different. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it's not slicked to my skull. Did Shree massage Uh, your
1: scalp? Yes,
2: he did. But it was more like a scritchy, like scratchy.
1: Yeah. That was great. I have not heard the word of Shri, and I'm realizing it's probably because I am like, I will sometimes turn off the the massage chair when I'm getting a pedicure because I'm, like, all oh, too tender.
2: <laughs> and maybe Shree's not for you, but I think he would be able to absolutely work with your parameters.
1: I'm open to it. This sounds great. I want to be a little slippery piggy.
2: Yeah, you want to be an oily little piggy? Yeah. I really want to go back and get the third eye. Um massage that's the thing that I have been working towards where you get Ayurvedic treatment where you get oil dripped consistently on your third eye and I need that I need it opened
1: that sounds (laughs) that sounds really stressful to me
2: (laughs) we're in yeah we're
1: very different you and I (laughs)
2: These things out. Yeah.
1: Alright. Well yeah. recommend the other thing. What was the wait, remind me what kind of massage you got? An Abhyanga massage. And what did that involve any kind of dripping or like special non non-regulation massage behavior?
2: A lot of lot of butt massage. I love that. I wasn't prepared for I that, but that. it was good. Yeah. And there was a kind of sound bath at the end, which was delightful.
1: Mm. I um remember when Karen um Seema, like, wouldn't get a massage in the same room because they were like, we don't have to be couples or whatever. Like, when I went to Bali on, like, my friend Sinead's 30th birthday trip, we were fully just, like, getting massed in the same room together on separate tables, and it was really fun. It's fine. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. God. That's a bit like no homo for me. It t- you know? No, it totally is. It was like, you can make a point in a show like that about – how the world is like set up for couples and not single people, and it doesn't have to be that.
2: Well, they choose not to be very political this season, they, as we know. They choose their
1: choice, and their choice is their choice. Were- Hold
3: up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
1: We're all bad.
2: (laughs) Uh, We are recording remotely tonight because I'm in Sydney for South by Southwest at the moment, BL. She's a
1: Sydney girl.
2: I'm a Sydney girl. I've returned to my roots. Uh, And yesterday, um, I have not told you this, but. I was on a boat because I'm in Sydney, that's and that's what they do there. I, <laughs> that's what they do, and it was my sister's birthday, and we were celebrating. And before I went to the opening night of South by, and it was a beautiful day. It was a lovely time on the harbour. Had had never kind of done that really before, and we were we'd passed like the harbor bridge we were on our way to Manly, and um all of a sudden, there was smoke everywhere, and the boat was on fire <gasps> oh. <laughs> What did
1: you do it
2: was. Quite shocking. There were no like visible flames. Apparently, it was like a coolant issue. How big so, was the
1: boat compared, like between like a ferry and a, I don't know, like a dinghy? Where are we? What are we talking?
2: It's like a, it's a fifties nineteen fifties Halverson boat. So it's like a, it's like a wood boat oh. with like very beautiful with like a. Little interior and then like a top deck. Uh So we're not talking like a ferry, a yacht, but we're also not talking like it's not a sailboat or a dinghy. It's like it's got two engines, and um, one of
1: them was smoking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and but we were all just like, "Wow!" Like, "Wow!" (laughs) Wow! wow. Shine, shine, shine! No, we were really all of us were just going like, "Oh God, everything is so." awful blah blah blah, but like what a beautiful like this is beautiful and like how lucky are we (laughs) like shoot me but um and then all of a sudden the boat was off (laughs) did you have to
1: get off like were you in the middle of the water get off yeah yes
2: we were literally between the harbour bridge and and manly so we were like (laughs) in water and um yeah no so it was everyone was Quite panicked, and um, my brother-in-law did an incredible job. He stayed calm, and yeah, and there were enough people to kind of who knew boats to sort it out. But essentially, like I didn't even think, like I wasn't even like nobody got a life jacket out. Like we were all just like, oh gosh, what's oh God.
1: oh wow wow unsinkable oh. Jinxie over here? Oh wow, <laughs> Kathy Bates. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's like my nephew thought that he was going to, they have to swim home or something, but um, yeah, no, anyway, we did manage to moor, but it was quite an interesting, interesting day.
1: Wow, your first boat trip, what a fucking disaster. (laughs)
2: I mean, it's pretty funny. I mean, it, it's it really Zoe funny. And also messaged me just going like, how's the boat trip? <laughs> I just responded like, it's on fire. Like I didn't even think that I might cause panic in her. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, oh, this is happening. How many
1: wines anyway, in were you that no one was panicking?
2: Oh, I'd had two mimosas and a, a filter coffee. Okay, so I was awake, <laughs> yep. and slightly like on the edge of tipsy. Yeah, sure, But not really. No, you know?
1: not enough to like affect your your thinking. But look, I get everyone survived. That's great. How did you get home?
2: Well, the boat we they managed to moor it where it lives. Okay, and on one ed- engine, on one engine, which I believe is quite a difficult task because you have to reverse park the boat, <laughs> oh. which is like yeah right um obviously I'm not from a sailing family you could say say
1: anything right now and I'd be like wow yeah no
2: I'm like an inland expert I'm an inland gal yeah (laughs) um like last week I was like my mum's from Blackdown like I'm not they don't have boats there uh yeah anyway so they did manage to moor and then we had like Cake and champagne like on the, after the smoke cleared, like on the boat, but more to the dock. It was very cute. You
1: crack a bottle of champagne on the hull and it explodes.
2: <laughs> While I was lighting the candle on my sister's birthday cake, I was like, is this tempting fate a little bit? But it was fine. It was fine. But like, what an eventful Sydney day, right?
1: The, the, the boat just starts smoking and you're like, happy people <laughs> <laughs> fuck wow
2: oh yeah i felt a bit like heather i guess on salt lake city right that's what she would have done
1: yeah 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 truly oh heather have they been on a boat no they just um in the snow no one would let heather on a boat there's so much (laughs) they're just doing so many snow-based activities and it's really bad for tv
2: They did last season and someone's shoes got thrown in the water or something boring. Jen. Yeah. Boring, boring, boring. Yeah.
1: What have you seen in Sydney at South By? Was there something playing on opening night?
2: Yeah, they had the opening night film was Kitty Green's new film. She made oh. The Assistant, which we loved. And mm-hmm. um, she made casting Jean-Brenet and Ukraine is Not a Brothel. It was her new film uh, called The Royal Hotel. It's opening Adelaide Film Festival as well later this week. Uh, I think it played TIFF and London. Um, yeah, it's been getting good reviews. It's, and it also stars Julia Garner, uh, who starred in The Assistant as well.
1: I'm dying to see Royal Hotel, like love Julia Garner, Electric Children Hive.
2: Electric Children Hive, exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah, I think that this will be a big one. Like it will come out, I don't know. I don't know the theatrical dates or anything for it, but pretty major that it's opening to Australian festivals.
1: Huge. I've been on flicks.com.au <laughs> trying to see when it's out. <laughs> so I will give you an update as soon as soon as soon as I know. I'll give you the intel as soon as I have it, B.L. Don't you worry. Please, please. I love Jules. Oh, her hair in the desert It's so frizzy.
2: <laughs> it is truly frizzy. But yeah, I'm just kind of catching a few little things. Our gals from uh, Real Housewives of Sydney are doing a panel.
1: Are they? I think they are. Our yeah. gals already. Uh, they're our I gals, think, uh, are no, they? No, they're not. No, I
2: think they're their gals. <laughs> I don't, they're not ours yet for sure. I don't, I don't think. Not Not ours yet.
1: I just got... Because I wrote about episode one last week for The Guardian. Loved um, your piece. Thank you. I really indulged myself. <laughs> um, but I am now getting screeners every... I mean, it's now happened for a second week in a row. So I've watched this week's episode. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, everyone will have been able to see episode two. But for the record, I got to watch it on Monday instead of Tuesday. <laughs> but... um. It's, I don't know how I'm feeling about episode two, episode one, won me over mm. episode two. I'm a little, I'm a little less sure of.
2: Okay. That's good to know because I felt like I was lulled into a false sense of security with episode one. Cause I didn't want to go back because mm. I really didn't like real housewives of Sydney, like the first version of it. Mm. Uh, it went too far. The people were too awful. Lisa Oldfield should never have been given a spot on television. Never. So abusive to her children. I still cannot get over that. But I quite enjoyed the first episode. Although the vet Mm. seems like, how'd you get through that veterinary course, babe?
1: Okay, yeah. I have issues with the vet in episode two as well. I mean, her vibe on TV is like, I'm too good for this, which Mm. I don't want from my housewives. But she also does that she's kind of (laughs) she's like if boy genius's whole thing was a person because she's like yeah and this dude is gonna come up and say to me dude like what the fuck dude and then in episode two she's she goes on a blind date. And like, to to be fair to her, the guy like quotes Joe Rogan <laughs> within like the first five minutes, oh and there's God. like a real bozo. But she doesn't seem to know who he is. She's just like, "Get me out of here. This guy's short. Um But her whole thing later in the episode is like, they think I'm a lesbian and like, how offensive.
2: Mm. Yeah well okay. yeah there's yeah. also
1: like a big dinner table conversation in episode 2 about like is diver- <laughs> quotes is diversity in fashion going too far like one of the one of the women actually Sorry, said what if i want to see normal people i'll go to westfield like fashion like models are supposed to be like the physical kind of like you know the most genetically blessed people out there and this is all just in response to hearing that at sydney fashion week there was a runway show that had like people from all different like backgrounds but also ages and there was a pregnant model and there were like all these different people but like her assumption is and this is the woman with like um one of the other housewives thought said are you a porn star because she has like fake boobs and fake lips and whatever Mm mm-hmm and she's the one who's there – like, she she assumes there is an older person there, therefore all these models are ugly. Like, that's her logic. And it's just, like, you're telling on yourself so hard here, babe.
2: They, that's the thing. It's like – that's the thing, especially in the Australian versions, that they just don't get that. Like, mm. I think that they I – I, like, like, I don't know, like – you watch something like Rahoney and they are trying so hard to like govern how they are appearing mm. to a to a state that it's just like as viewers for such a long time, it's kind of irritating because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you really know the game now. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like you don't you don't know the game at all, but you think you do, and that's even worse. Mm.
1: They think that like mentioning that they're wearing Dolce is like a real brag. Whereas right. it's like, let's, l- if you don't mention it, it's more impressive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, I kind of think this woman, Caroline, um, on Real Housewives of Sydney, thinks that, um, she probably thinks that that conversation around the dinner table is, like, so normal and boring that, like, it wouldn't even make the show. Like, I doubt she even thinks that what she's saying is, like, outrageous and offensive and, like, very housewives. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they're that observant. I don't mm. know.
1: <laughs> oh no. No.
2: I think it's going to be a real like who's the MVP this week and I think it will switch quite a lot. Like there's mm. not a clear winner here.
1: mm And like the um there are, like the woman I loved last week, Victoria, who has like makes like raccoon fur Coats oh my and, God, like, yeah. Goes riding. Um, you know, like Chrissy Marsh, who last season Lisa Oldfield called like <laughs> Chewbacca, she is the one saying like a lot of like annoying, but like she's like Gen X y, boomery kind of rich eastern suburbs of Sydney in like her entire persona and she thinks she's really funny um Mm. but she's just kind of annoying um but yeah the the vets lost me Terry who's like the wag and Caroline who's like the I don't know what she does but she's the one that they said are you a porn star oh my god there was this conversation where she's like I wasn't offended by her thinking I'm a porn star and she she said to the vet like why would that offend you and she was like yes a hundred percent And then she says in a confessional, like, and that to me was very revealing, obviously, like if you think that like working in sex work is offensive, that says more about you. And then she says, you know, confessional, this is Kate Adams, the Bondi vet, who's not the guy, the Bondi vet, but like has a vet clinic called Mm -hmm. Bondi vet, in Bondi and is a vet. And she says like, to me, that's just like textbook slut shaming. And I was like, no, you're doing the slut-shaming. You mm. literally think that being a sex worker is offensive. Or someone thinking you're a sex worker is offensive. Like, you're the slut-shamer. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But she don't get it. No, it's really that snake's eating its tail, you know. <laughs> Truly. And it's got to go to the vet. <laughs> there's a big, um, there's a real reality uh, not boom, but like there's a lot of stuff coming out of like the Bravo universe at the moment. We've got Roni, which um will be in reunions next week. Oh. Beverly Hills and Miami are both back in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City and Sydney are on. They're kind of similar tonally, I think, to me. Both very chaotic casts. Um, Winter House, which I know you don't watch and I don't really care about that much, is back in a couple of weeks. And Potomac, there was a very fiery trailer that came out recently for the new season of Potomac.
2: Oh, I haven't seen that. I need to watch it, but I'm very excited about Bev Hills returning.
3: Oh yeah,
2: Re- her, my girls. I need to see how what they're going to do with Kyle's lesbianism.
1: I know well, Morgan Wade's coming to Australia, Jinxie.
2: Is Kyle coming to Australia? Well, are we going to see Morgan Wade? I don't know what their music is.
1: I'm trying to get an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I've already, ah. I've already asked if, uh, if she's doing any, uh, any press. So stay tuned for, your, for yourself or for C also. I mean, I meant for my like writing work, yeah, but right, who knows, right. Morgan, come on the pond. <laughs>
2: Morgan, come <laughs> to Brazil.
1: Um, speaking of, oh my God, segue. Speaking of musicians I'm interviewing, um, it got announced, I think, the day of our live show. So um, didn't talk about it last week, but I am going to be hosting an in-person in-conversation with Caroline Polacek. In December.
2: I am so thrilled about this. I cannot wait, to be It's
1: very exciting. It's like part of Always Live and it's um, co-presented by the Wheeler Center, RMIT Culture. It's happening at the Capitol and APRA AMCOS. And so it's going to have a focus on her songwriting. Like it's got a very specific kind of focus, which is really interesting for me. Like not just having to go broad with someone as interesting as Caroline. So yeah, I'm gonna be at Meredith Music Festival and then I will be a very good girl and be very Uh well behaved and then hop Uh in the car and be on a stage. While I think the festival will still be happening. (laughs) I will Well, good good luck to you, BL. Good luck to you. Thank you. I have two months to like psychically prepare for that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what it requires, honestly. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited about this. It's in the diary. I cannot oh, wait. I'll see you there. Yeah, tickets are on sale and I'll like put the link in the show notes if there are any Polachek, I don't know what her fans call themselves, if there are any Caroline polarcheck fans um, in Melbourne who want to come along, I would love for you to be there. All right, it's time for our also-alsos. Jinxie, do you want to do the first one?
2: Sure thing, BL. My first one is a listen also. So ABC Radio National has, or RN these days, has a podcast and a show called Big Ideas. It's hosted by Natasha Mitchell. And it's like big conversations about lots of very broad topics. But what I think maybe people don't know is that it's not just conversations hosted by Natasha, although every conversation could be hosted by Natasha because she's so wonderful, but they actually uh, go in and record talks that happen at other festivals and other cultural institutions and then broadcast it from Radio National, I guess part of the Big Ideas umbrella. So I recently missed out on seeing Roman Coppola doing... Uh, his talk at the Now or Never Festival, but it turned up on the Big Ideas podcast. So you can mm. actually kind of catch up on those like big, like international talks as well as like talks about um, like First Nations politics and like climate change, but then also kind of the entertainment world. Um, yeah. So I think that that's kind of a, a pretty remarkable thing because it's like mm. a catch up, catch-up in-conversation podcast.
1: That's a hot tip, because, yeah, I didn't go to that Roman Coppola talk either and was keen to. It was like a day-long thing, so you had to go to a bunch of stuff. Okay, hot tip.
2: Mm -hmm. What about yours?
1: My first one is a jam also. Um, And also it's like a recommendation for an online store called France at Home. It is the largest online French grocery shop in Australia. And earlier this year... I found it because I wanted to figure out how to get the Bon Maman advent calendar in Australia. And I thought in the past that it was not available in Australia, but it turns out France at home runs a wait list for it during the year. And so I ordered it months ago and it arrived last week. Um, and maybe i was too much on my influencer behavior recently as previously mentioned but there was all this other stuff in the box and i was like oh my god they threw in like these chocolate cookies and like little lemon tartlets and some like caramel sauce no i ordered all that stuff i just ordered it so long ago that i (laughs) forgot and i thought i was being gifted (laughs) and i like documented the whole thing and made a tiktok about it but um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so come December 1st, I'm going to be opening an advent calendar that has mini jars of different flavor, including, I think, some limited edition jams, one a day for 25 days, uh, very festive. And, um, you know, Jinxie, I made you read this article ages ago about how, like, all of these, like, powerful white women in America are all, like, jar heads. Um <laughs> <laughs> grub street like published this piece about like you know Alyssa mastromonaco who like used to manage barack obama's travel it, it, like is making jam and brooke shields and julia louis Dreyfus are also in the preserved space they said in this story um and it's sold obviously at the six bells um audrey gelman's shop but there's also this girl um on tiktok called condiment claire who I think was raised between America and France and she's now like running, like opening a jammery, like a preserves business in like an old mill in her family's like beautiful, like French farm. Um, Jam jar cocktails are having a moment. It's the real like jammy time. And like, I bought this advent calendar um and a friend was like oh my god do you like eat jam all the time what are you having it on tell me more and I was like I actually don't really <laughs> eat that much jam but I'm going to have to start come December maybe it's like scones at my house who knows I love scones at your house yeah well this is a very long also also but there is already a wait list for next year's Bon Maman calendar if anyone you know it's October it's too late to get one now but um, okay. uh, I think but Yeah, you can join up for next year.
2: 2025, that's your jam year.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Start saving your pennies now.
2: My next one is related to scones at your house, BL. It's a dine also. It's the simple thing of having people over for dinner, returning to the like normie dinner party situation. Mm -hmm. I think everyone is a little stressed about like money and going out and i know that i am that smug person always being like and then i had muscles on toast and it was amazing and i went to my favorite wine bar i get it that is me i understand that but also it's just so nice to do like a little like you know some friends had us over uh, my girlfriend and i for dinner the other night um to talk about what was happening at the moment and etc and it was just so nice like you kind of forget how easy it is to just like he went out of his way with like a beautiful meal but like you kind of forget that you can just invite people over for pasta and salad you know Mm -hmm. and actually it's just as good as going out it's such a dumb thing to be recommending however I feel that this is where I'm moving forward for, for for incoming months,
1: you know? Yes. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like I always need to like pre-plan and give people like lots of notice, but you're right. Like a, a pastor on a weeknight is a really simple social little gesture.
2: Totally. And it's like, I love having a lot of soups and stews and things in the freezer. So if you need to do something impromptu, it's like, It's actually very easy. You just need to get someone to bring a bottle of wine or something and you're fine. You're good to go. Mm, Chop mm. up a salad, whatever.
1: Some crusty bread to dunk in Jinxie's stew.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) My next one is a follow also. It's a – I found it on TikTok, but there's also a YouTube account. Um, It's called – and I really apologize for my pronunciation. It's Japanese Nasuno Chokuji which is um, Churakuji is the name of a small temple in Nasu, which is a town in Tochigi, known for its hot springs. Um, and it, it documents the meals of a, uh, I don't know if it's a monk or a priest or like a person who works at the temple and like the zillion cats who live there with him. And so he'll be sitting down to like eat his miso and his like natto beans and his, you know, just like daily kind of delicious little spread. And there will be a cat on his lap and under his left arm and like peeking its head up over his right leg. And then you realize that there are like 14 cats on the floor behind him. Like it is just so fun. The YouTube description says, take a look at the lives of cute temple master and cute cats oh my god
2: i need to follow this immediately you really as long do. as it's not stanford i'm happy
1: <laughs> no, it's, look surprisingly stanford's not there <laughs> oh,
2: Wow, well, well valet. um i've also got a follow also mm. bl uh it is related to the gilmore girls at the top of the episode uh, mm-hmm. callback. uh it's Alexis spladell a- <laughs> Yeah, follow Alexis. No, I don't know what she's doing. Um, I mean, is she still with Pete from Mad Men?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
2: Is he still an ascetic? What's that mean? It's like he gave away his possessions. He lived a, like monk-like life.
1: I didn't know this. Mm. That's what? Stanford.
2: Uh, yeah, well, ah. uh, my follow is very much not that. It's at Cinema Spells, it which is an online shop. I just want to say I'm not buying anything from this account. However, it is very fun to follow because these people who run it are, or one person who runs it, Catherine, I think, she is going above and beyond. She finds clothes and accessories seen on TV and movies, but they are like the exact, like, dress that, like, Cher Horowitz is wearing in like one scene in a classroom in Clueless. It doesn't have these kind of very obvious like designer pieces. It's, you know, like here is what Rory Gilmore wore to a job interview or like someone from the Uh, what's that show Gossip Girl I never really watched Mm. but it's it's really exact it's such a like like here is a cardigan or a baby t-shirt that someone wore on a tv show in 2001 it is a really fun follow even if you're not like investing in these pieces
1: I'm following right now and also Jinxie you need to request some ab fab from Cinema Spells I really
2: do I really do. But they're all like extreme designer pieces. I don't think it would be fun for this shopkeeper Catherine as she's listed. Oh, but wow. uh Yeah, anyway, it's a it's a fun follow.
1: Busy Phillips in Dawson's Creek dresses. Okay, I'm following already. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> My last one is a very jinxy recommendation. It's a sip also. Um have we ever done this? On, are we doubling up? Have you ever done Senza aperitifs, Jinxie? I haven't, but tell me more. Okay, they're little canned uh, cans. A cute little can, and you can mix them with like your Prosec or your like mixers if you want to. I had one recently ish at the Lincoln, a pub in Carlton, and I just didn't feel like drinking booze and it was it looked like a spritz and so it was kind of like a little secret <laughs> drink um and yeah it's this like canned aperitivo brand um and i did some googling and found out that the people who founded it are um larissa wolf tasca who is a la wolf of the lake house in dalesford's daughter oh. and her husband they started this brand together um and it's got all the like I don't know fancy spritzy ingredients cassia bark gen, gentian root gentian root bitter orange caramel tangerine peel star anise and cinchona Chinchona? I don't know um it's very yummy and I took a photo of me pouring it to users and also also months ago uh because I knew I wanted to recommend it eventually and here I am doing just that
2: Great. I can't wait to taste.
1: Mm, delish. I don't know where you can get it besides the Lincoln. No, it's, it's like at pubs, but I think you can buy it online as well. That's it for this week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You can, as always, follow us on Instagram at See Also Podcast. And if you haven't already, a lot of you haven't, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. We Really, truly love to read them and it helps the podcast reach more people.
2: Thanks as ever to Samuel Hodge for our imagery and to Harvey Sutherland for our original theme music. See ya.
3: Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby.